Hallelujah. My goodness, y'all are acting up today. Did y'all hear me? I said y'all are acting up. What am I gonna what am I gonna do with you? You're acting like a bunch of apostolics. Hallelujah. Glory, glory. Amen. Don't forget next week is um, Brother Coots will be here. You might have already announced that. I was, Brother Coots will be here. Sorry, but I, I made a mistake one time too. I just never forgot it. Uh, Brother Coots is going to be here in the in the AM service. Uh, this is a back to school. Every student, it's for everybody, but all students. Students, get other students because he's going to direct his message toward student, all students. And then at the end, uh, we're going to pray for the students, uh, everybody that's in school. Uh, and then that night at 6 o'clock, we're having a, a, a PM service. Used to have, we used to have Sunday mornings, Sunday night, and y'all listen, Sunday nights become Holy Ghost runaways. By Sunday morning, you've got all the preliminaries out of the way, all the niceties, and, and you just come have church. Could, could we go ahead and just uh, declare no neckties on that Sunday night? I mean, I don't mean to be slouchy, but, you know, if we could just, you know, not wear a tie, maybe just kind of business casual, and uh, we'll have a great time, and Brother Johnson is preaching. I'm looking forward to that. Listen, I don't, I don't, think, I don't think you've missed it, but just in case, this guy says some good things. He gets on a subject, and it's, it's meat. And so you can preach stuff like that, all right? And so he will preach that Sunday night. It's not going to stop us from shouting and giving praise. Didn't the Bible say praise him in the, in the dance? Shout with the voice of praise. Is there, is there any Bible for that? Anybody? Y'all just doing that? Is that disrespectful? I, I think we understand that that's what God expects, and that's what God looks for. Amen. Amen. And he does inhabit the praises of the people. Amen. All of our guests, so glad you're here. I know we probably missed a few uh, on the list, but we're, we apologize. We don't do that intentionally. We are glad you're here. We do have quite a few others that are scattered out, away, traveling, on vacation. Listen, this is the last dying kick. That's, what I, that's the way I explain it, of summer. All of the, unless that you're like Doris and retired and she's just be, you know, and the kids don't matter to her. But if you've got kids, they get back in school and it kind of locks you in. <laughs> and so church does better and the attendance does better. So, so today is the last, in fact, some of y'all are not in your home church. You're from some other church. You're here, see? And so that's kind of how it works. So you don't know on a day like this whether you're going to have low attendance, you're going to have good, you know, you just don't know. Uh, but that's all ending today because <laughs> next week we'll all be back in the harness. We'll have the yoke back on, get back in the rut. Amen. We might, we might get something accomplished in the house of God and for the work of the Lord. But we are glad all of you are here and, and, and certainly glad to see you respond. Respond to the presence of the Lord like you just responded. That's how you do it. Amen. People who are quiet in church, y'all, y'all like I heard. I, I heard the seatbelt snapping, clicking just now. It'd be like going to the ball game, and your famous, your favorite person hits a home run, and you just sit there like a bump on a dill pickle. Can you see people like, 
Oh, yeah, he just hit a home run. You wouldn't do that because you have some emotion down in there somewhere. You wouldn't be at the ball game if you didn't like baseball. If your favorite kicker kicks a field goal, you're like, mm. no, you wouldn't do that because you have a heart. <laughs> you're at the game, or at least, no, you go jump the field goal. And so whatever, amen, you love and you care about, guess what? You'll get excited about it. You just have to, Maybe I'm justifying this noise. It's okay to do that, especially since the Bible is full of that. Praise Him on the drums. I've been on that last week, last couple of weeks. Praise Him in the dance. Praise Him on the stringed instruments. Amen. On down the line, let everything that hath breath. Amen. So we get, sorry, we get a little noisy about our praises. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 3, boy, that book that we very seldom go to. Amen. We may not know much about other scriptures, but we know what the book of Acts. I hear the children's choir already started up back here. <laughs> Just take care of them the best you can. Y'all turn my mic up a little bit. Amen. If they're disturbing somebody, not bothering me, but if they're disturbing somebody and they just keep disturbing, just zip them out. Be okay. Peek in the door, all right? Acts chapter 3. Let's go to verses 1 through 4. Very familiar passage here. Now, Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple. Verse 3, who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, ask an alms. And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, look on us. Look on us. Notice Peter and John went up together. Hallelujah. Went up together. This, this, is, this is spiritual agreement in action. Hallelujah. A miracle took place that day because of a joint effort. You want to go on, go it on your own? You want to do it all by yourself? You go. I, I want to go with the scripture here and use that for foundation stones of what I'm about to preach about today. Hallelujah. Today I have a one word title. Together. Just one word. That ought to be easy for us to remember. I hope some of you leave here. Don't do it now because I, you know, I know you can. You have your little apparatuses here and your little iPads and your smartphones but but at some point go to your you know to your little computer program and just type in together and see how many times and how much scripture has that in it together hallelujah amen amen look on us is the key I believe to spiritual maturity and growth and development, amen. Listen, this attitude of look on us, in other words, as opposed to look on me, just so you'll get that. That's not what it said. He didn't say look on me. He said look on us. Hallelujah. All right, y'all okay? Y'all got, you, you can unbuckle your seatbelts. 
And I'm going to try to be nice today. Amen. I won't tell you you have to do it. In fact, that's a sign of a cult. That's what the cult leader said. Amen. That's how you know it's a cult. If anybody tells you you have to do anything to be saved. That meant Jesus was a cult leader. All his Because they commanded people to do certain things. <laughs> so don't worry. I won't do that. I'll just stay away and play it safe today. Okay? So you can relax. Amen. Look around and smile at two or three people. Amen. It improves your face value. Hallelujah. And you can be seated. Another word that we could use here would be, would be unity. And I think we all know what that means, but Webster says unity. The quality or state of not being multiple. A condition, I just read it right out of Webster here. A condition of harmony, accord. Wasn't, didn't, incidentally, didn't the scripture, King James used that word when the Holy Ghost or the Spirit was first poured out. The Bible said they were in Jerusalem in the upper room and they were in one accord. That meant there was some unity there. All right? Amen. Continuity without deviation or change as in purpose or action. Psalms 133 is one of my favorite, very favorite scriptures. But for years, we used to go to those all-day services, Brother Johnson, down in Louisiana, out in those rural areas, and we go to the fellowship meetings and those preachers would preach, but at some point, because of all of it, it was a fellowship meeting. Churches and pastors and preachers from all over. And at some point, somebody would get up and quote or read Psalms 133 and 1. Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. There's that word, unity, which is a type of being together. But somehow or other, it was just my definition and my understanding was pretty shallow. I thought, well, yeah, it's a good thing that people are not fussing and fighting and cussing each other. And, oh, that is a, it's good and it's pleasant. But, but verse 2, amen. No, no, let me, let me just, it's the next verse, obviously, the next. But, but he made a comparison here to show us just how potent and powerful being together in unity really is. In other words, it's not, it, it explains that it's not just a nice thing. We're all, get, we're all not fighting each other. We're not giving each other black eyes and, and bloody lips. No, no. It, it's, it goes beyond. The, you, know, you, know, you have to understand that God just doesn't put stuff in the Bible just to take up space. God wasn't just trying to make the Bible thicker. when He put No, every single thing in there has a powerful meaning. It has a purpose, and we ought to look into it. Watch this, verse 2. After he said how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity, amen, watch what he said. He said, it is like what? The unity, the being together. It is like the precious ointment upon the head that ran down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard, that went down to the skirts of his garments. The psalmist compared unity with anointing. Who is it that doesn't need the anointing of God? The blessings of God. Who don't need that? Don't raise your hand because it would be dangerous to do that right now. We all need help. We all stumble every day. We all misinterpret. We all get the wrong spirit and the wrong. So what are you saying? What are you telling us? Because it's just proof that we all need God's help. 
We need the anointing of the Lord. I don't know if you pray it or not, but I pray for the guidance. If you think you've already got this thing figured out, you need help. It doesn't work that way. Didn't the, didn't the writer say, give us this day our daily bread? Lead us not in. You know what? That's a daily prayer. If we think we done got it figured out and we done that and took care of that and, you know, listen, that's the wrong way. Every day. It's like I ate last week. Oh, I ate last week. No, you got to eat again. Or I filled up my gas tank last week. That doesn't matter. If you keep driving, you're going to have to fill it up again. So is the spirituality. Amen. Amen. God has us to renew ourselves, And I hope those of you that have prayed through, you understand that you have to come back and get renewed in the spirit. Go back and do your first works. Come back to the altar. Repent. I don't know. I repent every day. Why? Because I'm a sinner. Because my, I have flesh that's opposite from the spirit. Different from the spirit. So I need help. Amen. So he compared this unity with the anointing. Listen, we really, really ought to, to, to look at this and think about this. Especially in a society where it is taught openly to be rebellious. Amen. Listen, it's glamorized by Hollywood to be your own person. You know what underlies, you know what's undergirding all that? It's called P-R-I-D-E. I can handle this. I can do this. I've got it figured out, you know, so just don't bother me anymore. Amen. Listen, listen. One man said it this way. It's popular to be religious these days, he said. He said, you take a little bit of Buddha along with some Islam, and you add some vodka, and you're cool. <laughs> now, we're laughing, but you know what? That's how some of the deepest, or they think it's deep, Bible discussions. You get off into this and that, and you know, um, you know what? If they just knew how shallow they were, this, thing's got, this thing has something called spirituality about it. Amen. And when you allow, you allow God's presence and you let that presence of God know that you are dependent totally on him, <clears throat> then you can get into something real, amen, and something deep. Our world needs a Holy Ghost revival, folks. Amen. Uh, amen. Ephesians 4 and 1. Amen. Paul said, I therefore the prisoner of the Lord. Now, we don't use that right now, prisoner or slave. But you know, because there was slavery in this country at one time, we fought a war over it, and people are still fighting, and there's still prejudice around. I understand that. I, why? That it's not a good word. We don't use that. But do you know slave and prisoner is a better word than Christian? If you want to study out what a Christian's supposed to do and how they're supposed to submit and subject themselves to authority, the word slave is actually a better word. It's clearer because that's what we are. Amen. Didn't Paul say, I'm not my own, but I've been bought with a price? That's what he meant. That's the way slaves are. They're purchased. They're paid for. Well, a Christian has been paid for by the precious blood of Jesus Christ and we become a slave and we become a prisoner to this. Don't let that scare you. Amen. But that's the truth. Amen. I therefore the prisoner of the Lord beseech you. Amen. That you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called. Verse 2 said, and he says, this is how you do it. He said, with all lowliness, I don't want to be lowly. With all me, I don't want to be meek. What are you saying? My human nature, 
It's just that. It's human. All right? It fights tooth and toenail against that submission. And you know what? We have a good argument with that, too. Oh, we don't have to do that anymore. We're saved by grace now. You know, everything we can... No, no, it's right there. This is New Testament, by the way. Amen. With all long suffering. I don't like that either. Forbearing one another in love. I don't like that. I don't want to tolerate you, put up with you, and sometimes I don't even want to look at you. <laughs> I'm, being, I'm confessing right now. That's my human name. That's why I told you. That's why I need all of Jesus that I can get. That's why I need to come to church more than ever before. I need to wear myself out for Jesus. Now, I just have to throw this in. I promise I wasn't going to be mean, but I, I have to throw this in. Listen, to become a slave to Jesus and his work, and by the way, his church is his bride. Listen, you can say stuff, but don't mess with my bride. I hadn't gotten a fight in a long time, and I know I'm not the biggest guy in the world, but I get mean with you. If you mess with my wife. Isn't that the way it's supposed to be? That's the way it's supposed to be. Well, you mess with Jesus' wife, and that's us. Might be dangerous. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Verse 3. Endeavoring to keep. Give diligence to keep. This is a, this is a, different, this is a different version right here. It's just so you understand. This forbearing one another in love. Amen. Endeavoring to keep, giving diligence to keep, earnestly striving to maintain. Sounds like work, doesn't it? Sounds like God said, hey, get your focus on the right thing. Brother Thompson, teaching this morning, brought out some of this right on the borderline of some of this stuff here in wisdom, talking about wisdom. I, I, listen, I personally believe the absolute best way to come, because some of you are thinking, right, how, do I, how do I do this? How do I tolerate people? How do I get along with people? The best way to combat the spirit of division and promote the spirit of unity is to have a spirit, and here it is. The, he already said it, the spirit of meekness. Right. Let's look at why we need meekness. Number one, there's all kinds of problems. They arise with individuals and organizations due to a variety of opinions and ideas. Listen, our general conference is, uh, conference is yearly conference is coming up uh, in the last part of this month and the first part of October. Every year we go there, have a great time. But you know what we'll do there? We'll vote on issues. Well, we call them resolutions. We'll vote on men who hold positions, and probably some men will be voted out and we don't call it that they just their their time just ends and then we vote new guys in that's just you know into those various offices now the truth is I hate this, I love our organization it's certainly not perfect long way they have people like me in it that's what makes that's what's wrong with it and uh, but but the, I, I have to tell you the truth there will be those who would be ready to start their own organization at the business session the two days we're in business session They'll be mad because their man didn't get voted in. You know? There's a lot of angry folks. There's a lot of worry over things that we should not be worried about. I'm hitting the nail right now. Listen, we're just, somebody said, can I have an opinion? Yes, everybody can have an opinion. 
That's okay. I'm not trying to get you under my thumb. I'm not trying to say, get you to be yes people and yes sir and no sir, kind sir, thank you sir. I, I'm not trying to get that. I don't want that, okay? I came out of, you know, my family and it's kind of an abusive situation. And back in the day, you know, we get beat. <laughs> See, it never bothered me, bothered me, bothered me. Y'all can tell that. You know, it always supposed to affect. <laughs> Somebody say, now I know, I've been trying to figure out what's wrong with you. But that's back when you could just beat the tar out of a kid if he didn't behave. You know, now you, you know, they get timeouts. You know, I was, all, I was almost out a couple times for sure. <laughs> but it wasn't a timeout. You know? I, I, I quote, uh, I, 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 who is it? Brother Frierson, he's funny. He's a Mississippi guy, Louisiana, but he was, went to church. No, he's lived in Mississippi, Picayune. Is that, is that Louisiana? Or Mississippi? It's down there in that right close, right on the border, south. Anyway, Brother Frierson, who we all love, he said he, said he had uh, attention, def attention deficit disorder. And he said, uh, he said, well, my daddy got done beating me, so I never was bothered with it no more. You know? <laughs> it just, it just fixed everything and anything. Come here, boy. <laughs> We just take care of that right now. I know. I understand. We've learned a whole lot, and I thank God that we have. And can y'all believe that I'm worried about Chad and Melissa spanking Kyla? And we are. We just oh, you don't want don't want them to spank. <laughs> it's amazing how your kids and your grandkids, Brother Johnson, how they they change the way you look at things. You know, I used to just spank ours pretty good, but now that little one coming along. Oh, you know, I'm just, I find myself, well, you know what I need to do? I need to practice what I, I need to quit worrying about things that I have nothing to do with. I can't change that. When she misbehaves, they're probably going to spat her, and I just need to leave that alone. She's not my kid. She's my granddaughter, all right? It's their kid. They're raising her. Amen. But, but I'm just simply saying there's a lot of things we'll carry around and just be frustrated about and worried about and upset about. We just need to learn. When's the last time we came to the altar and do what Jesus said? Casting all of our cares, amen, on him. Why? Because he cares for us. That's how you take care of that. Hallelujah. You know what? Amen. He said, commit thy way unto the Lord and he shall bring it to pass. 2 Timothy 1 and, listen, he didn't say, let me just read it to you. 2 Timothy 1 and 12. He is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. Now, he will keep only what we have committed to him. Now, if you want to just keep it, you can keep your anger, you can keep your jealousy, you can keep your frustration. He won't snatch it. He won't pull it out of your hand. We need to let loose of some things right here. Isaiah 11 and 4, amen. The Lord acts with equity. Watch this. Who does he work for? For the meek. This is reasons why we need to work on this stubborn old nature. This old, you know, I'll just fight you over that situation. That's why we need to, why? Because the Lord acts with equity. For the meek. Matthew 5 and 5. Jesus said, Blessed are the meek. He did not say weak. <laughs> they shall inherit the earth. Now, isn't that opposite from what we teach in this society? And it's you fight for everything that you get. Well, there's a, in a sense, I don't think you need to lay down and play dead. 
I understand that. There's things that you do work hard at and push. But when it comes to God things, spiritual things, Holy Ghost things, what do you do? You submit. You become meek. And then God begins to work for you. They shall inherit the earth. Listen, do you want to know what God's will is? Psalms 25 and 9. The meek will he guide in judgment and the meek he will teach his way. You want to know what God's doing? Work on that, that meekness situation here. Hallelujah. Amen. Do you know, do you want to know, you want to be beautiful? Yeah, we want to be that. Amen. Psalms 149 and 4. Amen. For the Lord taketh pleasure in his people. He will beautify the meek with salvation. Do, do you want more joy? You hadn't shouted lately? You don't smile very much? You look like you've been sucking simmons? And pickles, <laughs> I think that's persimmons. <laughs> Isaiah 29 and 19, the meek shall increase their joy in the Lord, and the poor among men shall rejoice in the Holy One of Israel. Amen. Our subject is together. Amen. So in order to, to get together, you're going to have to learn how to tolerate some folk. Including the guy that's preaching to you. Listen, I can, I can tell it. I've been doing this long enough, Brother Green. Amen. That I can pick up the mic and I can bring up a subject. And, and, and I don't know if it's a spiritual thing or some kind of intuition. It's just learned in my natural system here. But I can, I can name a subject and I can almost see the brick wall. Just come up in front of people. You know what they're saying is, I am not listening to you. I don't want to hear that. I've heard that before. I rejected it before. And I'll reject it again today. I told Bobby and Connie in our conversation, we're about to get a Bible study started. One day we're going to get that Bible study started. Amen. The worst thing we have to deal with when it comes to Bible truth, listen to me closely. Somebody says, well, we've got to deal with these drug addicts. No, that's not it. It's alcohol. It's tobacco. You know, it's somebody lying, cussing, saying none of that. The worst thing we're up against here, amen, is tradition. Y'all need to hear me. You, you get in a rut. You can't get out of it. I don't know if you've ever been in a real rut or not. I have. I got in one, Brother Nugent, and we had an evangelist with us. We used to go out in the hills. Amen. And we would go, we'd go down the rolling hills down to the, well, the loggers had been in there. And they just cut those roads out. There's no gravel. There's no pavement. And so when the rain comes, they wash out ruts. Just wash. And I had a little light, little Chevy pickup truck. Brother Harry and I remember going down through this, and I'm, I'm driving, I'm just going, not very fast, because it was in the woods, but going down that hill. My left, not, it had to be two, left, both left tires dropped over in that little, little ditch where the water had, and the further we went, the deeper that ditch got, and I couldn't get out of that thing. So you know what happened? It got higher on one side and lower on this side. You know what, I turned that thing over down there. <laughs> Brother Nugent and I, we were dying laughing. We were, we were laying on the side in that ditch. That, I, don't know, I don't remember that event. I, I can remember his face. I can't remember his name. We like to scare two country boys in a pickup truck with our camping gear and our guns in the, car, in the truck. Here we are going camping, you know, crazy redneck style. And this probably was a city boy. Amen. He got to praying. Amen. He was so worried. We, ain't, we're not going to die just turning a vehicle over. You know, 
And it started with a rut. And I feel like somebody, amen, you got a traditional rut you done got in. Somebody told you something. Amen. It don't matter if God says it 10 times. You ain't listening. Amen. Because you're in that rut and you can't get out of it. Well, let me tell you how you get out of it. You have to say, amen, just like we say in prayer. God, listen to me closely. We need a move of your spirit. When the spirit of the Lord comes in. Hallelujah. It came on Pentecost like a rushing mighty wind. It filled all the house where they were sitting. There appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire. And it set upon each of them. That's a move of the Holy Ghost, folks. And so anything you got or any problem or situation you got, you just bring that before him. Amen. And your traditions will go out the window where they need to go. Now, all traditions are not bad. I'm not preaching against you, but, but if they're not scriptural, if they're not biblical. But when we get to the point where we don't care what the scripture says, this is the way we've always done it. We're in danger. Hallelujah. Amos 3 and 3, can two walk together except they agree? There's that together thing again. Hallelujah. Matthew 18 and 20, where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am I in the midst of them. I'm, I'm just giving you a few scriptures here. Amen. Matthew 19 and 6, Wherefore, they are no more twain but one flesh. What therefore God hath joined together, let not man put asunder. That's why if you, young people, you plan on getting married, you need to let it be a God thing. When God joins it together, you can go through the storm. Hallelujah. You can make it through the rough times. Let God into everything that you do. Matthew 24, 31, and he shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet and they shall gather together his elect from the four winds. Amen. From one end of heaven to the other. Hallelujah. Amen. Shall gather together his elect. That's us. That's the church. Acts 2, 44, and all that believed were together and had all things common. Now, this brings up a subject here Amen, that we need to think about just a little bit. There's some things that we need to figure out and decide what has enough value to stand your ground or whether it's just some kind of tradition or is it something you like or don't like. Is it worth losing a friendship over? Hallelujah. I, I quoted it today. Brother Tenney said, Brother Tenney said, some of us are, you know, we'll just... You know, in order to win the argument, in spite of losing a friend, that's what we'll do. I, I'd rather keep my friends. And you do that with things that really doesn't matter. And God will help you and teach you and lead you. He said he would lead and guide us into all truth. He will teach us what to just leave alone and what to fight about. I'm thinking about the 15th chapter, and I, I, I wasn't exactly, I knew where it was. But I looked it up because I, I didn't want to miss anything. Uh, the 15th chapter of Acts. Now, this is after the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. By the way, if y'all don't know this, the second chapter of the book of Acts, amen, you know, that was the birthday of the church. I talked to preachers and pastors who don't admit that and don't know that. So where'd you go to school? Acts chapter 2. The New Testament church was born. Second chapter of Acts. They had all been... Filled with the Spirit, speaking in tongues, 
commanded to be baptized. Nobody said, oh, by the way, it'd be nice if you got baptized. They told them to be baptized. The language of the scripture, they asked a straight question. They just told them what to do. Uh, how else can you do that? Here, but in the 15th chapter, the church was well established now. And certainly, first, the first verse, I know y'all don't have this. It'll be okay. You don't have to put it. Just trust me, it's in there. And, a cert, and, and certain men came down from Judea and taught the brethren, unless you are circumcised according to the custom of Moses, you cannot be saved. They're bringing this old law. Now we're in the New Testament. We've been purchased with the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. You know, the veil in the temple had rent. That meant that, that we can get in and God can get out. We don't have to go to a priest anymore and confess our sins. You know, so we're in a new dispensation now. And here's these guys coming along preaching that you have to be circumcised or you can't be saved. I love this verse number two here. Therefore, when Paul and Barnabas uh, had, they said they had no small dissension and dispute with them. In other words, Paul and Barnabas stood up and said, hey, you guys are crazy. And tried, so so the, the, the fight was on here. Amen. But, but they brought this. Here's what you do with this, folks. You bring this to the elders. You're not on your own, all right? Bring it to those ministers, those elders who have been there. Amen. And you have, I don't know. God's going to have to help you trust that. I, we're not perfect, amen, but we have a calling from God. But anyway, you know, verse 10 said, Now, therefore, why do you test God by putting a yoke on the neck of the disciples, which neither our fathers nor we were able to bear? But he went right on down to that last. He had a, quite a bit of discussion about it. But he said, here's what you do. He said that you abstain, verse 29, you abstain from things offered to idols, from blood, from things strangled, and from sexual immorality. If you keep yourselves from these, you will do well. Amen. Settled. Right. Forget about it now. Right. Dump that on the altar. Amen. And move on. What did you just do? You just submitted to authority. You just became meek. Now you can fight, keep your sword out all the time, or you can submit. And we've already given you scriptures where God honors and blesses the meek. Don't you want to bless him? Don't you want to make spiritual progress? Hallelujah. I think everybody in this room does. Hallelujah. Romans 6 and 5. For if we have been planted together. There's that word. It just keeps coming up. Amen. Planted together in the likeness of his death. What this is referring to is not only the natural birth, but I think it's like, amen. When we go down in the waters of baptism, that's a type of a burial. And when we go down, hopefully somebody calls the name of the Lord Jesus over us. That means Jesus is with us in that burial. We are planted together, hallelujah, in the likeness of his death. We shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection. Okay, let me just stop and ask you a question. Okay, what if we don't get planted with him? That's pretty simple to figure that out. In other words, maybe does that mean that we won't resurrect? I'm just, I'm just asking. Oh, we just skipped that. We don't worry about that, all right? First, okay, 1 Corinthians 3, 9. For we are laborers together with God. Ye are God's husbandry. Ye are God's building. All right, but we are laborers. Is it hard for you to work with somebody else? We need to work on that, don't we? Amen. 1 Corinthians 5 and 4. Amen. And I'm just reading the scriptures. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, when ye are gathered together and 
my spirit with the power of our Lord Jesus Christ. And he gave some information here. Ephesians 2 and 5, and I'm hurrying. I'm not very long to my close. Ephesians 2 and 5, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ, by grace ye are saved. There's some more togetherness. Ephesians 2 and 6. And hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Colossians 2 and 2. And their hearts might be, that their hearts might be comforted, being knit together in love and all riches of the full assurance of understanding to the acknowledgement of the mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ. Amen. There's an understanding of that. He said, I'll show that to you. First Thessalonians 4 and 17, and it's getting really good right now. Amen. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together. It makes me want to not be separate anymore. It makes me want to, hey, no, I got to get with folks. If there's any differences, we got to make sure that we just, you know, leave these things out. If it's an argument about circumcision, it's an argument about this or that, unless it's just in there, black and white, let's just let some things slide, all right? Amen. Amen. Be called up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. So shall we ever be with the Lord. Hallelujah. I got one more while we stand together, brother, together. Brother Brian, what you got? Hallelujah. I'm skimming, but you get the point. Hebrews 10 and 25 is one of my favorites. Y'all hear me quote it all the time. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. In other words, it's the will of the Lord that we come together and we come to church. We come and worship together. We praise together. We preach together. And by the way, thank you all for helping me preach. I need all the help I can get. Hallelujah. Not forsake. So don't, don't just, you know, decide whether you want to go or, and, and not go. Now, well, I don't think I'm. No, do not, don't do that. That's what the scripture says. Pull yourself up. Go to the house of the Lord. That's why David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Why did he say that? Because he had an understanding of how valuable, how important I can't get by without it. I've got to get to the house of the Lord. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. As the manner of some is. In other words, he says there's going to be a time people won't go. They won't go. They just take it on. You know, when God saved me and filled me with his spirit and knocked me out and wouldn't let me speak English for quite a while. I, I don't know what it is. I don't know. It had to be the grace of God. But whatever, I was so deep in sin, I thought I was. My family were sinners. My family were backsliders. And here I am, a 12-year-old kid. It never crossed my mind to be disobedient. And I messed up a lot. I failed a lot, but it was, uh, it was sins of the flesh. Now, there's a difference. There's sins of the spirit, and there's sins of the flesh. You know, fleshly sins, everybody's got them. You got to be careful you don't cross over that line. I, it, and I'm not bragging. I'm just simply saying I, I can't fathom when God saves a person, amen, from torment and fills them with his lovely, wonderful, precious spirit. The thought 
of the very people that preached truth to me. The very folks, Brother Green, that had their hand on me when I began to speak in that heavenly language. The very folks who taught me what the scripture said about baptism and about living holy and separating myself from the world. The very thought, Sister Nikki, of me being rebellious and not being humble and not receiving. It'd be like me telling, it'd like me going to Brother Green telling me all about electricity, what he don't know about it. That's what that's like. Let me tell you something. I don't care how smart you are. While you're on your job working, I'm praying. I'm studying my Bible. And by the way, I'm praying for you. And I, and Listen, I could be dumb as a box of bricks. But if I got the call of God on my life, if God called me, to, you better listen to what I got to say. That's how that works. Hallelujah. You know all, I don't know all, that's why I keep praying and begging God to help me and give me wisdom and give me, but my point simply is, how can people just say, well, I'm going to disagree, I'm going to just go my own way. You are wrong, you are so wrong. I, I don't have words to express how far from the will of God you are if you take that approach. You are missing it by a million miles. You better tune in, turn your ears on, your volume up high. Because God's trying his best to talk to you. What do I do? You find you an altar somewhere. Get on your face before God. Let me tell you. I know some powerful, powerful men of God. They didn't get very far in school. Old timers. Amen. Back in the, in the Bible Belt. Old timers. They, they, you know, their vocabulary. I remember Brother Bill McClain. You know, my wife's old, old pastor. He had mispronounced. I feel pretty good around him. He would mispronounced more words than I do. But the old dude had a connection and a walk with, why? Because he gave his whole life to that. He had a little call like everybody gets, amen. And he pursued that call. He surrendered. He followed after it. He hungered after it. He was like David, amen. And as the heart panteth after the water brook, so panteth my soul after thee, O God. It was something down in there. And so you know what? It, there was wise folks that listened to that old man. He didn't have a bunch of degrees strung out by, and he probably wasn't smart, but he had a connection with God which put the anointing of God right on him. Braved a lot of storms. This is some of that wisdom, Brother Thompson, that we need, that you were talking about today, that we need to understand. Not smartness. There's a difference in being smart and being wise. Amen. Not forsaking the assembling themselves together as a manner which some is, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. In other words, as time winds down, I've got to make sure, amen, things are right, amen, here with me and the Lord. Amen. Because I'm just fighting a battle. I'm just struggling. Amen. So here's how you do this. Here's how you, you get your eyes on the Lord. To do that, you have to look past and beyond people like me. Maybe somebody else that just bothers the daylights out of you. You have to learn how to look beyond and past that. Hallelujah. I'm reminded, amen, of a story I read. I, if you've heard it, I apologize. I have used it right here before. Cyrus, leader of the Persian Empire once captured a prince and his whole family. The story goes that when the captives came before Cyrus, 
he asked the prince, what will you give me if I release you? The prince replied that he would give the king half of his wealth. The king asked, what will you give me if I release your children? The prince replied that he would give everything he possessed. Cyrus asked, and if I release your wife? The prince replied, your majesty, I will give you myself. Cyrus, the story goes, was so moved by his devotion that he freed the prince and his whole family. As the family returned home, the prince told his wife that he thought Cyrus was a remarkable, handsome man. The wife replied, I didn't notice. I could only keep my eyes on you, the one who was willing to give himself for me. I didn't notice what he looked like. Someone that would be willing to die for me. I could not take my eyes off of you. That's exactly what Jesus did for us. So if we would do like the prince's wife, I think it's just common sense. If we would put our eyes on Jesus, all this other stuff, amen, would become just that, just stuff. Hallelujah. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these other things shall be added to you. Don't worry. It's going to work out all right if you just seek the right things first. Get things in order. Let Jesus be the centerpiece of your life. The first. Amen. And watch the miracle power of God. Be ready. And I've said this before, I'm going to say it again. I think that when we get together and we have a spirit of agreement where two or three agree, no wonder the enemy works so hard to get a split down the middle. Get us, get the pry bar, amen, and separate us. And we all go out because of pride. No wonder he knows the damage he can do to the great kingdom of God. It doesn't matter. Listen, you can be a dumbbell, you can be unfriendly mean-spirited. But let me tell you, I promise you this. Listen, if you split off from the church, guess what? You'll have people dumber than you are follow you. It's amazing. We, every one of us, influence somebody. We influence people to fear, to doubt. Don't believe that. I've heard that before. You will, you'll, in, you'll influence somebody. Listen, if we do that, I, get, I just got to make sure that I influence them in the right direction in the right way. I want to influence people to pray more. I told somebody the other day, I said, listen, we're going to try to be nice, non-judgmental. We're going to try to bless. But I'm going to challenge you once in a while. Yeah, I don't think we've been to church unless we've been challenged. We've been hit right in the face with the good holy word of the Lord. That change is not. It's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. Amen. And, and we need that. Hallelujah. A lot of preaching here, but I'm done. Hallelujah. Close up just in case. My, I feel the presence of the Lord. I feel like somebody has got the door open just a little bit. Amen. And God wants you to kick it the rest of the way open. Let the presence of the Lord come in where you are. Be filled with the Spirit. Amen. Baptized in His Spirit. You know, I, I don't know if you can get just a little 
taste or a little touch of this. I don't, I don't know if you can do that. I, maybe, maybe you can. Who wants a, just a little touch of the Spirit? Who wants just a little bit of the Spirit? We need to baptize our brain, our spirit, our heart, in the Spirit of the Lord, the presence of the Lord. Wash us, cleanse us, purify us. Get, put joy in our heart and in our spirit. Put a bounce in our step. Amen. A smile on our face. That's what the Spirit will do. Turned it all over to Him. I don't know where to. I don't know where to stop. So I'll just stop. Amen. Let's clap our hands to the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Sweet presence of the Lord. Sweet presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. And it's a quarter after. I've gone over time just a little bit. Amen. Love every one of you. So glad you came to the house of the Lord on this holiday weekend. Uh, you heard Brother Johnson announce. Uh, what's the rain look like? I think we've already dismissed till later. I don't, I don't know about you. But I just don't want to be out looking at the clouds and wondering if we're just going to rain on our food or not. And and is that okay with everybody? Anybody mad? I just preach to us if you if you are. <laughs> Anybody upset with leadership? I cooked that chicken. Bless God, make this mist. <laughs> I wish what we need. We need that nice pavilion built out here. It's got a shed over it, so we can just do whatever, and it can rain cats and dogs if it wants to. But we don't have that, so we're just going to cancel out, and we'll have a good sends you home. I hope you have a great holiday. I don't know if you planned anything, but I hope you have a great time tomorrow, today, and tomorrow with your family. Listen, make sure you do. How about it? Make sure you do. All right? Praise God. Is anything else we're supposed to do? I forgot to announce um, the She's for Christ 10K run at Gunner's Lake is on Saturday. And if you plan on being a part of that or sponsoring somebody to be a part of that, if you could please see my wife before you leave today so we can keep in touch with you and leave together on Saturday morning. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Brother Johnson. And let me just say this. If, the, uh, if you're not going and you're not going to go the 10K, what, you know, sponsor somebody. Our youth is doing this, some people. Hey, who's, do, who's actually going? Just so we'll have an idea. Raise your hand. Any, any, what about the rest of you? Am I going to have to go and run that? <laughs> this is, this go, all this money goes to She's for Christ, okay? It doesn't stay in this church. I see Matthew put his hand up over here. Get him a bike. Let him ride it. They said you can do it anyway. You can ride your bike. You can run. You can jog. You can walk. You can crawl if you want to. <laughs> so, I, it, those of you that didn't raise your hand, if you get on conviction, see Brother and Sister Johnson about going uh, represent us good and let's raise some money uh, I personally I'm going to not do it but I will help somebody <laughs> I, ne I need to <laughs> I need to but I'm going to pay some money okay to somebody that'll, uh, that will that'll go in my place God bless you amen have you a wonderful day today look around shake hands with a few